You're listening to The Breakthrough Pod, the show dedicated to help you learn, grow, and become the best version of yourself. We share inspirational stories, strategies to overcome failure, and life lessons from truly amazing people. Let's get started with your host and founder of Student Breakthrough, Sam Moynet. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of The Breakthrough Pod with me, your host, Sam Moynet. In this episode, I'm joined by Zach Fortag, who is our youngest ever guest at the ripe old age of 19. Now, Zach is an amazing, amazing guy who's set up loads of companies since he was 15 years old in school. And I was so impressed with his drive, determination, and just passion to succeed in business. Zach is an entrepreneur and the founder of Ahead of Time Academy. And if you're someone who sat there thinking about doing a side hustle or thinking about starting a business, check out this episode because it's gonna inspire you because this guy at the age of 19 has ran a few companies for many, many years. So sit back and listen to this episode of The Breakthrough Pod. Zach Fortag, welcome to The Breakthrough Pod. Amazing to have you here, my friend. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm really grateful for you having me on here. Yeah, Zach's actually the youngest guest we've had so far at the ripe old age of 19. Um, And he's doing some amazing, amazing stuff within education and in business. So Zach, let's shoot back um, to you at school. What was, how did you find school actually? Yeah, looking back, reflecting on that. So for me, school was quite difficult from probably the age of about 11. I really, really struggled in the education system. Um, it was it was really tough for someone like me. I was really sort of active, entrepreneurial, but quite, quite naughty in the end, especially from 11. Um, and when I got to the age of about 14, I sort of started, you know, in school selling sweets, you know, that, that old sort of cliche. Um, I got called about, about four times, actually. And, yeah, I offered them, I offered them a cut, actually, of, of the sweets a few times. They, yeah, they, they, didn't, they, wasn't, they weren't too happy with that. But then I started selling things like FIFA coins did, and all, all types of different stuff in school, really. But I, I had a lot of difficulties because even my business teacher, my business teacher hated me, which is actually quite crazy because – when I started GCC Business was when I really first started my first company. So it, it, it was really tough and I feel like the education system definitely needs to be modernized. Yeah, man, I totally agree. And also I love the fact, that's the thing as well with school and teaching at the moment is that we don't really celebrate the person selling sweets or the person trying to you know, build a business or whatever. It's very much like you've got to follow the, follow the book to some extent. Um, how did you feel then when teachers were, you know, having a go at you for, for, for doing this and making a bit of money? Yeah, I, I was annoyed, but you know, w- when you do that sort of stuff, you've got to realize that you probably will be caught in the end and you're going to get told off. So it really was what, what yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really how, how sort of the system and, and the rules are. But as you said, you know, people aren't really celebrated. People who have that sort of spirit and that mindset should sort of be, should, should be really praised so to speak in school is that i mean that must have been a really frustrating time for you in lots of ways school and not yeah. being able to do what you wanted to do yeah it was i had half the teachers saying to me that i shouldn't even be in school because i was actually going to meetings with companies like asos boys base and the school did encourage it they did sort of promote it they advertised it to new kids coming up so the year six assembly but it was frustrating because a lot of teachers, you know, would criticise you, would say, oh, if you don't do this schoolwork, you're going to go nowhere in life. Um, a lot of those teachers now post about me on LinkedIn. So that's, that's what it is, really. 
<laughs> Where does that entrepreneur spirit come from? I've taught, I taught for five years. I never had a student in my formal class that was, you know, selling sweets or doing this entrepreneur stuff. Um, so where does that come from for you? What's, what was driving you? Well, my, my family always have, have owned different companies. So that did help partly. And also I've always sort of been really interested in making money. Uh, from about 14, I started reading books by people like Alan Sugar, Richard Branson. So that really sort of got my, got my entrepreneurial spirit up. And I, re- I never really enjoyed being in the classroom. So it was really, it was really the only really other alternative for me. So what's the message there for people who, you know, maybe want to start their own company? I know you've done it from a young age. So what's, let's say there's someone who's my age, right? 29 listening to this, wanting to do a side hustle. What would, what advice would you give them? What's some Zach Fortag knowledge for them? I would say, try and find what you want to do and then prepare. You know, you've got, you've got to really prepare business. You've got to do your market research. You've got to spend a few months finding out really, is this for you? Can you make it successful? Funding are you going to be able to cope with, with running this company? And then I would go straight for it. You know, I think I don't really believe people when they say you should work in this, work in this industry for 10 years and run a company. I feel like, I feel like you should just, just jump straight into it and really learn from your experiences, which is mainly how I've learned. Not really, not really massively through learning books, but through, through, through learning through my mistakes. Yeah. Beautifully put. I think there's that quote about entrepreneurship. We've mentioned it a lot on this podcast. It's like jumping out of a plane and building the parachute on the way down. Yeah, you know, course, you're always always trying to react to stuff. Do you think, by the way, like good question here? Do you think that being the age you are, right, nineteen, obviously, you know, being in this space for, I guess, you know, quite a part of your life now? Do you reckon being younger has helped you take more risks and put yourself out there? Yes, I think so. Because if you're say 30, 40 years old and you have a family and you've got bills to pay, then of course it's going to be much more difficult than someone who is. 16 starting business who's living at home who really has literally nothing to lose so i think that is a that it does help me and also it does help it does help and it doesn't help when i'm in business because some people may take you less seriously and other people want to help you a bit more so i would say it does help but i think all ages you know you have an advantage and a disadvantage to it yeah great point how's it been like meeting people who are you know way older than you because let's be honest most people you meet and connect with are going to be you know 10 20 30 years older than you have you found that yeah well, on the phone, I was saying the other day, actually, into that when I'm speaking to people on the phone, they always say they always think I'm about 30 or 40 years old. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like at first, when I was like 15, 16, I look back at the messages I used to send to people and it used to make me laugh. But um, now I think I'm a bit more sort of developed in business. I've been doing this around five years now, actually. So I feel like people do take me seriously. Some people probably don't, but after the call or after we meet, but I feel like 99% of people do. It's a frustrating thing, actually, the fact that. You know, age is just a number, but, you know, maybe people view, I know people have been in the space for a while as someone who is, you know, maybe not as, I don't know, maybe not as talented as them. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone's got to give everyone a chance in, in business and in life. And I feel like if you meet someone, you know, give them a chance. Don't just assume by their age or by their experience and really what they can do. Amazing. Zach, it'd be great to know as a, as a former teacher myself, what was the naughtiest thing you did at school? <laughs> oh. Oh, it's quite hard. It's quite hard. Um, well, probably top two was set the fire extinguisher off. Actually, I'll give top three fire extinguisher <laughs> off. Oh, actually, burn, burning my uh, burning my work in the first day of year seven in high school. That you know set the tone a bit. And also, um, basically, it was about this was about thirty of us. We basically trashed the whole classroom. Um, that was probably not. That's not 
as good as the other funny stuff I saw sort of done. But they, they said it was the worst thing that anyone ever, has ever done in that school in about 100 odd years. And the whole classroom was, was completely, completely trashed. There was about 40 of us and everyone really started throwing stuff. I, I actually only got in trouble because I basically, when I ran, I basically pushed a chair over and all the teachers assumed that I was swinging from a projector. So every time I saw certain teachers, they thought I was, they said, oh, you were the one swinging from the projector. But yeah, oh there's, 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 there's a few other things, but a lot of it was sort of outside school, but really just I got in trouble for just sort of general talking and laughing and that sort of thing. And why do you think that was? Why did you act out in that way, do you think, at school? Was it the frustration that you, you didn't want to learn this, this kind of style, you know, obviously we've spoken about before, like what was the reason behind that? Yeah, I think, I think it was a bit of both. I feel like in, in lessons, you know, I was learning a lot of stuff which I felt was pointless. Like in the, in the morning, I may be sort of speaking to some really big companies and people. And then in the afternoon, I was learning about rocks. So for me, that, <laughs> so for me, that really sort of just, it frustrated me, you know, and it just made me feel, it just, it just, it just, it just didn't really stimulate me. So, and, and also to be honest, I was always quite mischievous and naughty anyway, even, even before school and after school and stuff like that. So I always wanted to just have a bit of fun. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because we've got to give everyone the same education. But you, we've nailed it on this on this episode already. The fact that um, we don't really celebrate the, the different things that people are doing and actually praise that. So, do you think you got tarnished with the the naughty kid brush? Do you reckon at school? Yes, I had I had about two teachers who were really on my side, and one lesson I actually came in. It was basically after the sort of break. You know, you have a break in the middle, but sort of break at the start and break in the middle. And they said to me, oh, I, I heard about what you've done in the last lesson at the, you know, the teacher sort of, I'm not sure what it's called, the teacher sort of lounge room where they, you know, where they go for their break for their tea and stuff <laughs> like that. So yeah, I think I was definitely, definitely sort of known. And I feel like if I, like the head teacher was talking about me to all the year six parents coming up and then they couldn't after that kick someone out who they basically promoted to the sort of the newcomers in this school. So I feel like my business definitely helped my sort of naughty tag. So it, it kind of worked both ways, good and bad. Yeah, no, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and what makes a great teacher for you then? You said obviously, you know, you had some teachers that were on your side that weren't on your side. So what makes a great teacher? I think a teacher who sort of adapts to the type of kid. So if you've got a naughty kid, you know, try and stimulate that naughty kid. If you've got a business-minded kid, do the same, really. Try and help them learn. Try and show them the benefits of the lesson. Um, you know, if, if you've got a kid who talks a lot like me, don't just, don't just chuck them out after five minutes. You know, try and, try and get them on the right side and, and, and make them learn. Fantastic. Um, so looking back at your journey, and obviously, you know, 19 years, um, what's something you would change in the education system then? If you had a magic wand, Zach, and I said, look, you can have one wish, you can change school, what would you change? I think I would change that a lot of business teachers had experience in running a company. I feel like when you've got a business teacher who's just come out of university and not run a business, not learn how to run a company, I don't feel like that's beneficial to any any business student. And I think that... Um, to grow the next generation of entrepreneurs, which would benefit, you know, the economy, the country. I think you need real business-minded people to teach them. So what would you have? Would you replace you know, the traditional business studies, which, by the way, you don't really need to start a business. Would you replace that with, like, entrepreneurship or something like that? What would, what would you do? Yeah, so I would sort of replace it where you have people coming in who have done business, and also I would get the module and the syllabus to be written by people who have run successful companies. You ask someone like Alan Shuka to do a syllabus on how to run a company for um, a business GCSE, then that syllabus will be very, very beneficial compared to the one you have now. The, the business studies I had, I think I got like, like an F. 
while I was <laughs> while I was running a, de- a decently successful company. So I think that really really says says what needs to be said about it. Yeah, it's a strange one because it's not actually. I guess it teaches you the theory, but as you know, we you spoke about it's a lot of failure and setbacks. Yeah, and of course, always of course. adapting. Um, you can't really get that through looking at a textbook. Even if you're looking at like marketing, sales, just-in-time production. Mm. I remember that from my business studies at A-Level, which I did. I got a C, I think, Zach. So uh, um, just just about scraped it, I think, that one as well. Um, but yeah, I feel that they could do much better job at like the entrepreneur stuff, like you've mentioned already. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, business is, is based on theory. Business is all about practical stuff, you know, learning from your mistakes, how you talk to people. And I think that as well is, you know, is something which isn't really taught about at school, really. How to how to use LinkedIn, for example, to connect with people in business, you know, how to how to, how to email someone, that sort of stuff, you know, is for me in business. If I didn't know that, I wouldn't have been got anywhere. So that's something which I think should be taught in school, not even just in business and everything, you know, how to talk to people. It's just a general thing. In, in any work you do mate you know those soft skills are just not taught that's why what we do at student breakthrough is really about those soft skills building leadership responsibility and yeah, actually like communication right it's something mm. that we're not taught at all or we don't you know we don't teach as teachers um what are you gonna say sorry go for it jump in and yeah what what i found is that i don't think like we should have a go at teachers because for example you know i've i've been in a sort of a facebook business group and every time i put out what we do I get between 100 and 200 comments from teachers sort of giving me their email address saying they want to use this service. So I don't think it's necessarily the teachers. I think it's all about higher-ups or the, the heads, the, the governors, you know, the, 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 even the government, the education ministers. So I think that that, that sort of stuff is, is important to say, just so we don't always have a go at teachers. Yeah, teachers are never to blame. Head teachers are never to blame. It, it's the government, the education policy um, you know, the style of education, which is at fault and it needs updating and he's revolutionizing and he's transforming to, like you said, to, to meet the present day need, right? To meet the yeah, present of course. day need. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, Absolutely. What do your, what do your friends feel, think about you working for yourself then? Cause obviously they're probably, you know, at university or they've got their own jobs or whatever. So yeah. yeah how do you, how do, they, how do your friends well, yeah. feel? A lot of my friends who I was with about 14, 15, when I st- first started business about 15, a lot of them, they weren't really my friends or my friends anymore. You know, um, it was quite tough, especially as, as you, you sort of change your, your whole sort of routine. You go from going out, you know, every day to working and school, basically putting out your whole time. So that was a bit difficult. I probably had about, I was probably in a group about 40, 50 people. And then I went into a group of about four or five, but I have a good, I have a good few friends now. I have a good group of people. A lot of a lot. I made a lot of new friends starting business because I now know a lot of young people who are in a similar position to me, and we normally talk every day. You know, it's good to bounce ideas off people, and yeah. So a lot of them are happy. A lot of them are positive, especially recently when I've been in some some good media and I've got a few, a few people come out. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, great quote. Um, well, great message from Zach there about who you surround yourself with. Um, are they you know pulling you up? So are they pushing you up or are they pulling you down? You know, there's that, again, that quote, Jim Rohn, average of the five people you hang out the most with. And I think that must've been quite challenging at times. Maybe was it challenging for you actually? I'm just assuming, was it challenging leaving that sort of friendship group and evolving into, you know, being a bit more serious with the business? How did you find um, that? Yes and no, because yes, probably at the start when I was sort of, my routine was changing, but after a few weeks, you know, I was very clear on what I wanted. So when I have certain people who are the way they are, which is understandable at 15, you know, not everyone can be business minded at 15, which I understood it wasn't hard for me because I, I knew what I wanted. And yeah, I, 
really, really got to work hard to get what you want and you've got to make sacrifices at the end of the day. Yeah, great point. So what did you want, by the way, at that age of 15? Was it just to run a company I, and make some money? Like, I just, was yeah, it? I just, it wasn't really sort of necessarily about the money. It was just sort of to work on my own, create something successful, create something of my own, not go through the traditional route. Um, of school, sixth form, college, university, then, then and get a job. For me, I just wanted to create something different. I wanted to learn at a young age. So by the time I was at 2021, 20, I, I was running a successful company and, and then I could go sort of full-time on it. I love it. If you listen to this and you, you're a bit older than Zach and you want to start this side hustle, this is inspirational here. Now, this is really, really amazing what this, what this guy's done from a young age. Um, so you finished school, you finished your GCSEs. What was the next step for you then? So after I finished GCSEs, I was doing ahead of time, which was a clothing, motivational clothing brand. I started that at 15. So after my GCSEs, I went full-time on that. We released a new collection about four weeks after. So I had no, no, no holidays after GCSEs. Um, we'd done sort of fashion shoot. I ran that for about another year and a half after that. It was really quite successful. We sold clothing in about 14 countries and um, three continents, stores across England, America and Dubai. And... Yeah, I got some really good experiences. I ran, I, we, went, we went to Pure London Fashion Show, which if anyone doesn't know listening, it's the largest UK trade fashion show. And I was the youngest ever person there. Also, I was the youngest person to have a brand at Boys Base or an ASOS as well. And ASOS, you know, as everyone knows, it's a massive company. I got to go to their head office about five, six times. So that was a really good experience. Then after that, I ran an events company with a Middle Eastern partner for about a year and a half as well. I stopped that in December 19. I sold my share in that. That was really successful. We had two offices, um, a really good, really good team of people. So that really helped me learn leadership skills, as you said, how to employ people, how to manage people. So yeah, and, and now I'm up to the end of time academy. Amazing. So from that, all that journey, you get to reflect. What's been the biggest challenge, or a couple of big challenges you've had to face and overcome? I'd say when I first started, when I first stopped Head of Time Academy and went into the other business, it was sort of more serious and we had some financial problems. We also had to manage staff. You know, that is, it's, that's very tricky. I had to sort of pay 40-year-olds weekly salaries, monthly salaries, which was really tough. So I think that side of things were challenging. And yeah, that's really the biggest challenge, really how to deal with financial crisis, nearly going up business after about four months, which we, we really overturned well. So yeah, that's the biggest challenge for me. How did you overturn that then? You know, the the finances because I you know I struggle with that as well, and I think every person who starts those first two years are really really you know tougher times, especially that first year. So what was different? How did you pull it back at that point? I think it was mainly just hard work and sort of adapting the business model. So that's really that's really what we done. We sort of just adapted adapted the model. Had a few meetings. Um, we, we done all right. We, we we put in some some bit more money each of us but yeah it, it, it saved us at the end of the day and, and it worked well in the end so by adapting are you meaning like what's the what's the message there is it keep kind of changing and testing different things until you find the right 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 thing is that is that the message yeah i've always done that i've always adapted and changed things i think that's the best way in business you know i'll t- i'm sure we'll talk about in a bit about my new charity but that was that was really hard we had to adapt uh, because of coronavirus if you're facing problems, you can't just give up. You know, every single successful person has faced a lot of challenges. So you've just got to really adapt your model, find new ways or new things and, and it will work. You know, there's always a solution to a problem. Nice advice, mate. Nice advice. When, you know, a guy who has been doing this for a while now and it's uh, that's really, really cool. So there's always a solution to a problem. And I think adapting and testing 
is so important, especially when you just start out. Um, so Zach, I know you're doing some amazing work within education now. So let's talk, let's jump into that. So um, what's this new, new venture, new, new charity you mentioned? Um, let's get into that. So I started because I noticed two things. One, there was a lot of young people on antidepressants, which I never saw three or four years ago. A lot of people I knew, a lot of friends of friends, you know. And also I, I've noticed, but I've realized for a long time that when you go to these business events, the youngest person you'll find is 30. So I wanted to sort of create an events company. You know, I wanted to do something new with, with, with youth people, young people. And um, we started that. So we, we went really well. In about, in about two months, we actually managed to find a venue, dates, over 30 speakers, um, and we finalized, we finalized that. So the first event would be May 28th um, in the process of our website being built. Basically, lockdown happened, the pandemic, which is probably the worst time to start an events company in a pandemic. So, Also, sorry, just to backtrack, the company at the time was just an events company? Just a physically an event, standard uh, limit, right. limited company. It was all about just bringing young people together. And, of course, you know, we had to adapt massively. As if you're an events company, we had major companies going to work with us. One of the largest UK workspace companies were going to basically sponsor us. We also had about two investors. We're going to put in a decent amount of money and all that was lost um, because of coronavirus. So we adapted our model. We decided to change it to a online um, education opportunity charity, which was all about helping young people with stuff like business, mental health, financial education, um, CV help, how to get a job. Also do weekly webinars, help them with employment, help them with connections. We also have an open mic night coming up. So it's sort of all about helping young people. So that's basically where we're at now. We launched around eight weeks ago. We've been um, doing really well. We've got some really good partners, some really good members. So yeah, that's basically where we're up to at the moment. Yeah, it connects really well with my vision, you know, giving people, like we said, those soft skills, you know, especially the job stuff as well. Really, really exciting. Um, so what's driving you for that? Is it looking back at your education and thinking, well, I wish I had something like this? Is that the, is that the driving force behind what you're doing? Or is it something else? Yeah, that is, that is the, ma- the main driving force. But, you know, it's good to sort of help young people and create a good sort of legacy side of charity, which is really, really what I want to do. I want this charity to be around a long time after I die, to be honest, um, which I think has definitely got legs to do. We I love what Zach just mentioned really there. I love what you mentioned, man, about um, I want it to be around, you know, after I die. Um, if you haven't read the book, Simon Sinek, Infinite Game, check it out. Um, it's when we focus on endpoints with business or, or life, um, that we start to struggle. We've got to see that this is our like life's work. It's what we're put on this planet to do. And it's hopefully going to be there long after we're finished. And it's going to constantly evolve, constantly improve. And you know, hopefully, I'm sure it will help really loads of, uh, loads of young people start living their best life. Cool. Zach, so what advice would you give to someone with all your 19 years of wisdom? And mate, you've had, you've had some, great, some great points on this podcast so far. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is going through a tough time right now or is struggling a little bit? I'd say that I think everyone, everyone's gone, everyone's this, everyone who's listening to this has gone through different hard times. I've gone through hard times a lot in business and in life. And I just feel like, you know, you've really got to find a way to sort, sort of get through it. I know it's easy to say that, but time will, time will definitely change things. And really sort of try and find your passion, find what you want out of life, if that's a business or a job. And then you've got to work hard at the thing you want to do. 
if you work hard at the thing you want to do, you will get it. It may take a few years, it may take 10 years, but you've just got to find the goal and keep working. You know, someone like um, Tyson Fury, he, 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 and Shwev, I know the story, he was about to commit suicide and he sort of found training was a way to sort of help him. So you've got to find really what, what your goal is, what you want, and then you've got to really work and focus on that. Fantastic advice. Uh, I love the Tyson Fury thing as well. And again, we spoke about adapting earlier, Zach, and how Tyson Fury always had to adapt and self-correct. And now obviously he's doing much better for himself, even though he had that failure. And yeah, that of course, it's, it's all about adapting. Amazing, man. Uh, Zach, yeah, been a great course, interview with... Adapting and, and overcoming challenges. Yeah, amazing, mate. Um, so Zach, it's been, a, it's been a really great interview. Our youngest ever guest at 19, and he's doing so, so well. It'd be great if you tell the listeners about how they can connect with you, how can they find you on social, um, that kind of stuff. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram at just Zach Fultag. Uh, the, the first name is spelled Z-A-C-K and the surname F-O-R-T-A-G. I know a lot of people spell my first name wrong. And um, to find my company, you can check our site at www.headoftimeacademy.com and all our socials at Head of Time Academy. Amazing, Zach. Thank you so much for being on the Breakthrough Pod. You've been an amazing guest. Have a great day. Great, you too. Thanks for listening to the Breakthrough Pod. We'd love for you to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Student Breakthrough. Make sure to subscribe to catch our next episode. Live your best life and have an awesome day.